All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Why are the playoffs better at Boston Pizza? Because we've optimized our sports bar experience by studying in-depth analytics, starting with our new BP Wing Ribs, currently leading all apps in wings above replacement, and deep-fried pickle wedges, an early favorite for the unanimous number one overall pickle. And, of course, the advanced stats darling and leader in pints per game, the new Beer Mosa. Catch the playoffs at Boston Pizza, powered by Fanalytics. Oh, we don't have an intro, I suppose, huh? No, I guess I could have sang something, but I wasn't. Oh, that'd be nice. That looks like Mario Kart. Mario Kart? <laughs> Let's go! Oilers Nation Radio episode 95,000. We are doing it on a Thursday night. We are adjusting the time at which this is going out because me and Tyler are off to LA. Liam has got a... You got a camp this weekend, don't you? Crusaders U18 Showcase, last one of the year. But you know what? Showcase craft. Mm. We're committed to the craft. We're committed to giving you guys content, except Tyler. Of course, avoid the grind. He does have the hoodie. Hey, what's he doing? He's a he's a nine to five man, Rick. After five no. o'clock, <laughs> it's difficult to get him to do anything. Yep, that's My true. Lord. Yep. He's committed you know, to doing this until what? Like three minutes before the show. <laughs> yeah, seven fifteen on a Thursday night, and Tyler's checked out. He said, uh, "Fuck you, boys." See you next week. And I uh, end quote. Uh, as we do every week, we got to give a shout out to our friends at Oodle Noodle. They've got 18 locations and counting. If you are in Edmonton, grab a free sticker. Pop one in and say, hey, I would like some spring rolls. Hey, I would like some green onion cakes. Hey, I would like a butter chicken and some free Oilers Nation stickers, please. And they'll say, sure, no problem. Here you go. And then you can beautify your life. Maybe uh, slap those on your face if you're going down to the moss pit. 
slap those on your face if you're going to Greta on Friday. Although I did hear that we are sold out of reservations. Now it is walk-ins only for Friday and that Sunday is looking like it's sold out as well. So if you want to get down there, make sure that you try and make a reservation at GretaBar.com forward slash book. But first, we're back to the Oodle Noodle Delicious debate. Liam, what have you got for us or what has Tyler prepped for us? Tyler told me before he left the, the driving range tonight, he said, what's the... <laughs> What's the biggest thing that the Oilers need to do if they want to win both games in LA, Los Angeles? Just out, absolutely so, outed him right there. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, yeah, he's going golfing. He just said, uh, fuck you guys. Got to work on my pitching wedge. That's what Tyler said. Got to work on his time before he gets to LA. He does have to work on his tan. He's in the beds right now. One of the stand-up boots. I've heard he's listening to uh, Shakira and he is dancing. Mm. You know, wearing only a sock and a smile. Liam, <laughs> the others want to pick up game three and four on the road in Los Angeles. What do they need to do? Uh, how about this one? Not take so many stick infractions. Mm. Like, probably figure out how to be uh, a little bit more disciplined with the sticks. Last game, it was better to the defense, but boy, oh boy, did Evander Kane bring up that undisciplinedness when he whacked the puck over the glass with his players. I, 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 I know what he was we trying to people, do with like knock it down. Yeah, people and, like, talk about it. People talk about it like he was doing it on purpose or something. <laughs> it's just a funny thing because like how often do you ever see that? Like what he was trying to do was so blatantly obvious. <laughs> he's, I think there was 15 yeah. seconds left. He's like, okay, I'm just going to whack it down. By the time anyone touches it, the penalty will be over. And it was just unfortunate yeah. it went over the glass. But it's just like Man, like at this point in the game, you don't need to be doing that. Just bring it down and just whack it down yourself. But that'll be my. Yeah, just, it's, uh, but to me, to me, it's just he's, he's trying too hard, though. He's just yep. he's trying to do something. I'd rather have him see. If, I'd rather batter go down with the swing and then keeping the bat on the shoulder on the shoulders, right? If he doesn't do anything there and the puck goes the other way, then they're gonna sit there and go, "Oh well, why is he? He's not even trying. He doesn't even care out there." The uh, but that what they gotta do in uh, game three and four. I the easiest thing to do is score that damn third goal. <laughs> you get up three nothing, and I think things are going to be much much different. If you keep you only know, keep it at two, well, the two goal difference, two goal lead is the is the worst one in, in hockey, right? So get that third goal, and then uh, you can go from there. They're completely out of their game plan if they're down by three. Dan, what do you think? Games three and four are in Los Angeles. What do the boys got to do to make sure that they turn the game two win into a win in game three and four? I think you touched on it, Rick. It's that they're trying. Everybody's just trying to do a little bit too much. When the team is up two nothing, uh, just feels like the Vini DeHarnays, the Evander Kanes, the Kyler Yamamoto's of the world, the Ryan McLeod's of the world are all just trying to do a little bit too much, and not. It just feels like nobody's trusting in each other to just kind of let this team steamroll like they were at the end of the season. So yeah, I, I think it's just trust in each other and stop trying to do too much on your own. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you know what? I like that answer too. I think that, um, and I don't know how you do this. So it's a weird answer to give almost, but like they got to try to avoid the lull. Cause last night you're watching the game, game two, and we'll get into that right after this. But like the first period was arguably one of the best periods that the Oilers have played in a while, not just in the playoffs, but just in general. And then in the second period, start off fine. <laughs> Then at about the midway point, they kind of had a little bit of a lull. So we just, I'd, I'd like to avoid those lulls. And I don't know how to do that. 
<laughs> well, I think it just but they're just when they do, they just that's when they get in, themselves into the trouble with making the mistakes that they don't normally make when they're on top of it. I think they just need to be more aggressive, even when you're up by two. Mm-hmm. Just keep going. Keep going. It's like playing to the whistle. Just play to the keep scoring goals. When you're up by four or five, then you can start to, you know, play change your game style a little bit and play a little more defensively than offensively. But get that four and five goal lead first. Two's not enough. I know we won a couple games before the end of the season, you know, by a goal or two, and it looked good and everybody felt confident. But we don't have to play that way. We have the offense. Let's go out there. Let's get four or five goals in in the in the first two periods. And then the third period, if you guys want to lock it down like that, go right ahead. If they sneak one in, both those goals last night were so damn lucky too. They're the smallest tools well, in the world to go in. Yeah, they were annoying. Like that it was the just, first was one. Like, that, how small was that spot? It was like the one that Leon <laughs> scored from the side. And well, then, the biggest problem I had with the first one was that um, what's his name? Bouchard. Deneau. Uh Well, yeah, Bouchard just. Deneau. But Philip Deneau got three, four hacks at it. it was, yeah. I was staring at it right in front of me. And I'm just like, man, take him down. Yeah. Hack him. Cut his leg off. Well, don't do that. <laughs> that would avoid, that would go against Liam's avoid stick infraction penalties, but do something. But it's I mean, both the second one. It was just like, if yep. it's a fraction of a second, mm-hmm. but same thing though, fraction of a second earlier. And now at night, that's what I just think. It's just a little bit more um, urgency. I don't think like, yeah, it's just a little bit of more urgency. He's, he's doing exactly the right thing moving the puck exactly where it needs to go, but you got to give the LA player credit for coming back like that. And he's got to move the puck just a fraction of a second. That's all it is. And then mm-hmm. the, po- the his skate was against the post. Like Skinner's skate was against the post. Was it not? His blade was flush and there's a little hole down there just because of the pad and the, the way the blade and stuff. And it slipped through there. Like, if he wasn't against the post, I give it, but he is against the post. So I want to say, I want to hear from a goaltender what exactly the textbook is to do. You put your skate, your blade flat against the post or do you try and spin it so your blade is against the ice so you're pushing down because I think that creates another hole too all I know is that one couldn't go in because when that it went so in lucky. it was like somebody dropped a shit at center ice at Rogers place just a fresh shit on the ice and I, I'm there's you know Vinny could have made a quicker play a little bit that's fine um, Stu I don't again to Rick's point I don't know what he could have done I was again I was staring at it It happened right in front of me and I was just I, I don't know how that went in that's why I do. I just go frustrates in. me when I hear people say oh that can't go in. it's when you say oh, I can't go in it's like the Miko glove save <clears throat> or lack thereof mm-hmm. like this I think he did everything technically properly I think I think one thing that is irritated me about like and things that need to get better going into game three and four is that i feel like every single goal the oilers have have scored maybe regardless of the power play ones they've truly had to earn those goals where la is scoring not at ease but like off mistakes by the oilers like they haven't had like a hard working goal yet like maybe the no one was like a hard working goal because they like brought it across and kept going at it and i suppose like the dehane stick lift a little bit too but like those are kind of more mistakes by the Oilers of not making plays quick enough and just yep. stupid penalties. And it's like, just make it difficult on them. Like I'm not saying LA isn't going to score goals. We obviously have a good offensive team who can do that, but the Oilers can't make it so easy on some occasions for the LA to just sneak back into the game. It's kind of like what Rick said. Like I, I said this on the Oilers nation every day too. Like if you get that third goal before LA gets one, I think the game's done. I don't think LA has yeah, enough to, to get back from that. Well, so we got another scrap in this Leafs game, Dan. Yes. Um, but um, 
to Rick's point, I think too, as well, like the thing that bothers me about these goals and you know, how they end up in the net is one thing, but there's the Kings are scoring because the Oilers are shooting themselves in the foot. And they're, they're, they're getting, that's just, they're, they're lucky. Those are not high percentage opportunities there. They're, 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 they're lucky, but like yeah, they still count. Oh yeah. No, hundred percent. I mean, I don't take it a bad way, but I, I just feel like you can't, as an, if I'm talking to the team, then I'm like, Hey guys, you can't get two down here. Like those are not, you made a little mistake here outside the blue line. And then, that's just unlucky the way that puck went in and and mm. the same with you know that just i don't think there's any reason for them to get down i don't think there's any reason for the fans to get down i know two two gave you the immediate feeling of the previous game two two and we know how that one turned out but i mean when you take a step back and you look at it their goals aren't really because they're dominating anything they got some good bounces cool good for them those count just as much but the team, our team is out there and they're handling this game outside of those. And I know that's the biggest part of it, scoring goals. But outside of that, they're dominating. The, well, and again, that exactly what frustrates me is we were talking to Liam and I were talking to in the office today. And I'd say, what, Liam, did he say the Oilers dominated five of six periods? For the most part, yeah, I think as a collective, the others have have been in control. You could even say like five and a half periods. Like it's, it's very rarely any times that LA has like sustained pressure in the offensive zone. It's it's, it's kind of wild that this series is honestly tied at one one. But I guess that's the beauty of the Stanley Cup playoffs too. Yeah, and that's the frustrating part about it is because the to me it just I feel like so to answer the delicious debate again, going into games three and games four, don't let yourselves beat yourselves. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Just know what your mistakes you are. are. You're a better team by far. Oh, by and it's far. not particularly close. Mm-hmm. So just play your game. Simplify. You guys are good. You know, you're good. Just go in there. This, Do could, the be, job. this could be long-term karma for us too, by the way, because we were the team, uh, like the late nineties, we were playing the stars and stuff. We were the team getting dominated out there and somehow sticking in some series or sticking in some games. And I'm sure that's those Stars fans must have been absolutely pissed right off at us. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So I'd like to hear from you, own radio podcast. If you're listening to this and you go, Bag Milk, this is what the Oilers need to do when they go to Los Angeles to make sure they win game three and four. We want to hear it from you. Owen Radio Podcast, Twitter and Instagram. Hit us up. Send us a little tweet or you can tweet at anybody directly if you want. Except Dan, you're not on Twitter anymore, which I respect. Uh, by the way, this is an aside. I've had a very, very fun time watching people freak out about their check marks going away today. <laughs> very, very funny. I like. Anyway, I liked uh, Kendrick Perkins' tweet about it. Yeah, I can't remember exactly what it was. I'll paraphrase, but he was basically like, "You think I'm gonna pay for a blue check mark?" He's like, "You think I'm gonna pay to be famous?" He's like, "I'm more famous than anyone else here." I thought. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> that was LeBron James's tweet too, wasn't it? Yes, that was my favorite was it? one. Yeah. My, yeah, my favorite one was LeBron James going, I'm not paying $5, $10 or whatever for Twitter Blue. And then we looked at his account today and it's like, oh, you did pay for Twitter Blue. I can see it. It says it right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, shit. Anyway, uh, powered by Boston Piece of Fanalytics. I want to talk about a couple of numbers from game two and get your thoughts, boys. The one that a lot of people are talking about and we've talked about it is the penalties through 10 uh, through two games. The LA Kings have had 10 opportunities with the power play. The Edmonton Oilers have only had four. Now 
I'm not a tinfoil hat guy. I don't think there's a conspiracy against the Oilers. I think that's ridiculous. But what I do think is that where'd Dan go? We lost him. He went to go yeah, to clip a fight. Yeah, who fought? Ah, who fought? Who, guy? who was the fight? It was uh, Luke Shen versus uh, Buddy McFedries. <laughs> Didn't Luke Shen just fight against Tampa the other day too? Against was it Perry? I think maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Go look. I'd up. like to see a scrap in our series. Uh, anyway, uh, Boston Pizza Fanalytics. I want to talk about the power plays. So I just want to get your guys' thoughts on it because to me, what's weird is some things are being called by the book, stick infraction specifically. Whereas other things like holding and interference are not being called at all. And for the LA Kings, it's interesting to see people on social media going, oh, they're very disciplined. I'm like, are they though? Because they're holding and interfering and running picks all over the ice and they're just not getting called for it. What are you guys seeing on the power play or on the, just with the calls in general? Uh, I mean, I feel like the refs just don't want to get involved in it at all. Like this very... I can't think of really one penalty this entire, well, the two games that we've seen so far that has not been completely obvious that it was a, a penalty, to be honest. Like we were talking about it today, Beg Milk, and there's only been one holding penalty, which was Mikey Anderson when it got put, the others got put on the five on three, and the interference when Bouchard buried Trevor Moore into the box and he didn't have the puck, which I mean, fair enough. But I think the others have just made it like so obvious with half the penalties that they've taken that it's it's difficult for the refs not to call them, to be honest. The the interference and holding ones, like you would obviously like to see more of, but I just don't think the refs want to make those calls. And I haven't seen too many. Like the Fogo one sticks out in the overtime the other day. That was pretty obvious. Probably should have been a holding or something along those lines. But besides that, like I haven't seen like too, too much. So I was like, that was a penalty, that was a penalty, that was a penalty. So I don't want to put too much blame on the refs because I and there was also a thing too like uh, people were saying the refs don't want to get involved because the other's power play is too good and if that's the truth then that's trash but I really don't think that's the refs intentions in this at all Rick what do you think? I, I, honestly I'm at the point now where I just think they're trying to control too much the, the, the game management is it's out of control man like I, we watched some of the ticky tacky things that day RNA one dude he hits him in the one skate and he falls off his other skate and he barely got and like sure if you want to call that you want to really 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 call things cool but make sure you're doing on both sides like the, the inconsistency is what gets me the most i get it yep. there's some, there's not a large pool of of talent to, to to pick from for these officials so there's going to be some good ones and there's going to be some fucking terrible ones and there's terrible ones out there but in general i just the inconsistency amongst all of them is what gets me and i do think that they are, whether it's consciously or not, they're trying to keep things even. And if one team's fucking around a little bit more, they find the reason to call it on the other side. Or, you know, even our series, I, I can't, you can't, I, I don't know. I mean, I just, I don't know. It's not been of good officiating. I, I'm with you. Like, I personally thought the Vinny thing was a penalty, but I also thought Anze Kopitar tripping yeah. Leon behind the net minutes earlier was a penalty that should have been called. Yes. And if you're not going to call the Leon one, then you can't fucking call the Vinny one. Yes. But it's inconsistency. And then and there's, I, I don't know. I, you don't want to say it's this reason or that reason, but listen, we've seen officials in basketball. We've seen officials in hockey with Tim Peel and whatever the hell he said on his mic and what may or may not happen behind the scenes. Like this, 
you've seen it in, in, in soccer in Italy. You see it all over the place in Italy in, in soccer with match, match fixing. You know, I don't like to go that far and call it like that because I don't think they're trying to like pick who, who, uh, who, who's going to win the game. But I do think they try and like keep things relatively even or something like that. And you, there is no explanation for the, the breakdown in penalties right now in this, in our, in our series. It's just, we hear about game game management and even if we didn't know about game management, it's kind of like one of those. Yeah. We know that that's a thing that actually happens, Mm -hmm. but it's so lopsided. And like last night I'm watching and just the interference that was just being on, just not being called on the, on the Kings when the Oilers were in the offensive zone. It was just driving me crazy. Dude, I was sitting there. I watched the the Florida game uh, right, but right in front of the ref, like five feet away. Makachuk gets knocked down. Turns on his knees and whacks the other dude. <laughs> Two hand slash right across the legs, not an arm up, not a nothing. That dude stops, turns around, ends up whacking him back. Ref then calls both. Well, where was the first one? Mm-hmm. Why did yeah. you think it happened right there? You obviously saw it. If he turns around and whacks him back and you give him both, then you saw the first one. You saw the second one, you said you both gotta go. If you didn't see the first one, then that's only a one man penalty. How did you how do you how do you call that both? And you didn't call the first one. It's it's terrible. Well, and bringing it back to Edmonton, LA, like it's reasonable logically to assume a team that's getting carved in, which the LA Kings have been for five of six periods, that they would be taking penalties trying to get out of that chaos. And they have been taking penalties. They just been haven't been serving them, which is just incredibly annoying. The uh, but we'll move on. I'm just got a Martin Islanders fan. After what happened to them yesterday, not what they didn't, what they didn't get one power play. I think Teravainen got oh. called on a penalty, but the Islanders were already on the four four minute PK, so it was just a four on four. And then in the overtime, Scott Mayfield got whacked in the face by a stick, <laughs> and then Carolina scored the OT winner. So not a great night for that the Islanders. Too? Oh yeah, it was it was blatant too. Like people were saying, like oh, he lifted the stick and all that. I said, yeah, but he. Where the ref was, he probably wouldn't have been able to see exactly what had happened with the stick. He would have just seen the head whip back and get this clapped <laughs> by a blade in the face. But yeah, just just wild. Uh, of course, we're talking about some Boston Pizza Fanalytics. Visit your local Boston Pizza to check out their new Fanalytics menu, including new items powered by Fanalytics. You want to know what they've got, Liam? Yes. Pizza flights. Ooh. How does that serve you? Serves me well. You get three six-inch pizzas in there. Come on, serve us some Santa Fe Ranch, some honey dill and creamy Caesar dips. Everybody's having a good time with that. Some deep-fried pickle wedges. Oh, yeah. Come on. Crispy Cajun shrimp. You love it. Winged ribs. Winged ribs. Yeah, they made these ribs. I'm looking at a picture of them right now. They look like wings, but they're ribs. Wow. Now that is special. There There you go. Boston Pizza Fanalytics menu is now available. Go pop in there and have something to eat. Tyler did it last night. Also Tyler stick with the classic night. Boston Brute. That thing you'll never go wrong there. Or the Great White North. Mm-hmm. Or the Cheesecake. It's classic pizza. <laughs> or the Cheesecake. <laughs> Everybody goes to BP's for the Cheesecake, and you should too. Yep. Uh, I want to dive into a little bit more of the Game 2 stuff here. Um, specifically, a couple of players that... I think need to pick it up. You Nugent Hopkins and Zach Hyman. I don't think they've had a great start to this playoffs. Um, I don't think they've been horrible, but I wouldn't say that they've been good. 
And even last night, we saw Nuge and Kane get flipped on that left side on those top six. So I want to know your guys' take on Nuge and Hyman and just what's going on with those two, because those are two players that they were really good all year and we need them. So I assume they're going to bounce back at some point and look more like themselves. But to start, it's been a little bit of a weird start for both guys. I'm not overly yeah. worried about it. It's two games. They haven't been bad. If anything, I'm not been, worried. No, they've been more of that neutral good. zone, you know, in like a gray zone. You haven't seen a lot. Yeah, there's no negative. There's nothing like you're like, oh, what are they doing? But what we've seen this year is they have a lot more to offer. Um, yeah, that's coming. I'm not worried. I, this series, as frustrating it is that we're not up to nothing, and as anxious as you get watching playoff hockey, the competition level doesn't really scare me too much. And that might just be naive or whatever, but I, the Oilers is just so much better. And we've seen it. If you can step away from the actual scores. Yeah. Liam, what do you think of those two? I'm in a new Uh Yeah. I'm, I don't, they've not been great. I, I think you could argue in game one, they were probably two of the worst forwards on the team in an overall thing. And I think it's brought down McDavid's game a little bit because those who just aren't playing at the rhythm that we've seen them most of the season. I think part of it too is the Oilers simply aren't just getting power plays, which I think just helps those to kind of get the mojo going within the game as well and all that kind of stuff too, right? And I'm finding Hyman is maybe overcomplicating his game just a little bit and just needs to simplify it. And I liked, I actually quite liked it when Kane went up to that top line with McDavid and Nuge came down. I, I just think Nuge plays better with with uh, Drysaddle and Kane with McDavid too because. McDavid and Hyman ain't going to take no shit from anybody and they'll just get in there. And obviously Kane's a shooter and then Nugent Hopkins, he's a, can play at a little bit of a slower pace, which Dreisaitl obviously likes to do as well from time to time. So I think the chemistry between those two is just a little bit better. So I'll be curious to see how they do this next game, assuming that top six kind of goes that way. But I think they definitely need to get better because they had fantastic seasons and now expectations are higher. And we're kind of lucky in a way that the bottom six has been kind of beaten at the drum that they have been without Nugent Hyman playing it the, the way they can too. I actually, I agree. I hope that they keep Nuge with dry slidle. I think that their game complements each other a little bit better. Um, and even after they flip that switch, I think it was in the third period. Mm. Remember if I remember correctly, um, Nuge had some really solid chances because Drysaddle fed him in open spots. Mm-hmm. I mean, Leon's playing out of his fucking mind right now, and it's amazing to watch. He is just kind of single-handedly taking over games when he can. Um, so I like that. I, we're, I'm curious to see if they keep it that way for Game Three. I, I, I think, think one start thing, with the way they finished. Yeah, I, I do too. And I think just on that, like Nugent Hopkins, what do you have? Four? Did he have forty goals this season? Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Yeah, he, he has that natural instinct. So I obviously put the puck in the net, but I think I think Evander Kane has the killer instinct to like kind of keep going to the net when McDavid's going there and everything. And just he's been a goal scorer his whole career. This is the first time we've seen Nugent Hopkins really take off in that direction. So I think the games are just obviously polar opposites almost, despite how many goals Nugent Hopkins scored this season too. That's good. It seems to up though. You have different type of game styles. It changes the the it changes the view for the defensive team too. And I yeah. think actually you could yeah. see you could see uh, um, uh, Woody have a preference of depending on who the who uh, McClellan's going to try and face off with us that he may swap the wingers based on that. Let's talk about Connor McDavid a little bit. There is it's people are so funny. Like we're oh. used to him scoring points basically at will, 
And when he doesn't do that, the theories of what's going on come out from the woodwork like crazy. So to me, I'm looking at it as Connor's got one point in the two games. I was watching him last night. And what I saw with Connor is that the Kings are double covering him like crazy. And they're doing it all over the offensive zone, essentially leaving his two wingers with a lot more space. But since they're collapsing on him so quickly, they, he hasn't been able to kind of do the things that we would expect him to. What are you guys seeing in Connor's game? Do you think he's hurt? Do you think he's sick? Or do you think this is just the first couple games of a series where he's going to learn what it takes to get past this Kings coverage? And in a game or two, we're going to see Connor pop off for three, four points. I, I am not on the train that Connor McDavid is, is injured. I think that's baffling, baffling, to be honest. Well, look at the way yep. he's actually playing. Great. I think it's just credit to the LA Kings, to be honest. They're yep. playing him so, so well and kind of forcing him to the outside a lot. But McDavid has, he had that really good chance in game one where he was, he, he took on a couple of guys, whatever it was, and didn't obviously didn't score. But I'm not worried about Connor McDavid. This is, he had three points against LA in four games this season. It's not like he's he's dominated them all year long and this is just something crazy that's happened. They've done a good job of defending him all season and he's Conor McDavid. He's gonna figure it out. And it's it's not how long can you it's not what it's the saying. You can't stop him, you can only hope to contain him. Like I think that's what LA that's is doing Eric right Ryan. now. <laughs> yeah, DR ten. Fucking right. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm with you. It just it feels like Sometimes you can give the Kings a little bit of credit for how they're shutting him down, but I also am never going to bet against him figuring it out and then torching them and making them all look like assholes. Rick, what do you see in Connor's game right now? Exactly what you guys just said. Dude, it's two games. Has he been bad? No, he's had his chances. He's had his chances. Have they gone in? Not really. He had six shots last night. Look out. (laughs) If 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 he's played well, had his chances and have not gone in for two or three games, that next game, I'd be uh, I'd be a little bit worried. So whether it's whether it's tomorrow, whether it's Sunday, you might want to start looking at the Connor, you know, three, four, five point game, point point mark. The only thing I would say, just to add, that I would like Connor to do is get back to be a little bit more selfish. I feel like he's he's doing some pass firsting a little bit right now, and I just I love the way he shoots the puck. So I just I'm I want him to be more selfish. Dan, when you're looking at Connor McDavid's game, what do you see? I think it's it's uh, it's what Liam said. It's give the L.A. Kings credit because they just that's what they're like. To me, there's like one team in the league that has the advantage of having a coach a head coach that knows exactly what makes McDavid tick and what makes him upset and so you know I I just think it's all these little adjustments that Connor makes in his game and yes I I expect I fully expect to have a couple of games where Connor McDavid is going to have his best game and that's what kind of what I alluded to in the first game analysis talking about our wingers is that you know you it's there's a there's a to me there's a good thing in having one one in the series and Connor McDavid hasn't unloaded anything yet so it's that's a good point too. you know it's so it's it's a yes it's exciting that i mean it's exciting that that the oilers have been able to overcome that with the on the you know on the back of leon dreisaitl really um he's he's been the star talent that that mcdavid hasn't yet been able to break through on and 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 as you said rick too the McDavid has had some absolute flashes of, of brilliance here still. And it's, I just, I just think it's a couple of a little adjustments here and there. And we're going to see Connor McDavid again. Let's talk about Leon because you mentioned him. He is having some success against the LA Kings right now. He's got five points through a two games, two goals, three assists. Rick, what are you seeing from the big man? 
This is his kind of game. I've said it for a long time that he's going to be that Joe Thornton-esque type of player that, you know, you he brings the puck across the blue line and he slows it right down. He brings, he, he accepts whatever body contact you want to bring. It doesn't matter to him. He's too big. He's too strong. The way he spins off bodies, his passing ability is better than essentially everybody in the league. It's He's just doing his thing out there right now. And LA can't, and LA doesn't have an answer for it. Not only do they not have an answer for the skill, they also don't have an answer for him being physical when he has the puck as well. He is throwing the body around so far through these two games. I love to see it because he is blowing guys up and catching them off guard. Liam, what do you see with Dreisaitl's game? Uh, I'm seeing a lot of cash dollar signs is what I'm seeing with Dreisaitl's yeah. game. Over one and a half points. Thank you, Betway. Very nice of you to keep it. Our friends at Betway provided you are 19 plus and bet responsibly. I'm always betting back responsibly. Responsibly enough to pay my rent every month. Uh, anyway, <laughs> try to yeah, I mean, he's just the, from the first second yesterday, it felt like he was just on another level immediately. And it doesn't matter who he's playing with. Like the first goal he scored in game one was an assist off Matias Yanmark. The assist he got yesterday was on a Derek Ryan goal. Like this guy. He's just, he's capable of doing it with whoever you want. I think the four of us could go out there and put out a shift with Leon Dreisaitl, to be honest. And he would make his look fantastic at the moment. He's, he is just unbelievable in the playoffs. And it's crazy to think that this guy was so good last year on one leg. And now he's doing it all again and probably a little bit better too on two legs and actually on his own and not with McDavid this time. Like he's, it's, it's so nice to have him on our team considering. Like we said, McDavid hasn't hit his stride yet, which is no problem because we have Leon Dreisaitl there. Yeah, even if I, even if I didn't get a point, I'd be at least a plus player. I'm just saying that. Yep. Yes. Let's go. I'll have a couple of hits on there. Maybe some pims on the mm-hmm. dull score sheet. Well, <laughs> for me, the thing the thing with Leon is that he's doing it with a little bit of sass and a little bit of flair too. You see those little clips of him going to the the Kings bench and just kind of yeah. And just giving it, just stirring it up. And I love that. I love when you can be a pest without having to shove one single solitary other body around. But then again, he is doing that as well. So it's, it's oh, he's an yeah, asshole with a stick. I love it. It's, it's mm-hmm. amazing to, it's amazing to see. And, and yeah, you love to see it because, because as we keep talking about, you just haven't seen it yet from, from some other superstars on this team and they're coming and it's coming from them too. So we're good to go. You know what else I like? <clears throat> Depth scoring. Mm. Derek Ryan opened the scoring last night. Clean Costin with the game winner. Those are two guys that you don't necessarily expect to score on a nightly basis, but damn it, when you get a depth goal from those two guys, I love it. Come on, I feel like Derek Ryan had at least 50 this year. (laughs) Derek Ryan probably, yep. Yep, that's why I'm worried. I said I'm worried about him getting the Huberto extension. I wonder if if you prorated his his minutes up to Connor's minutes. I wonder what kind of points he'd be looking at. Yeah, well, I'll say the exact same thing as Clem right now because last night he only played just over seven minutes, and damn it, were those effective seven minutes? I feel like every time he was out there, Clem Costin was making things happen. He, let me pull up his numbers here specifically. Clem Costin had he was a plus two. He had two shots on goal. He had five hits. He had a takeaway. Somehow he had a one hundred percent in the faceoff circle, <laughs> and it got all done in seven forty-two. Efficient. Tyler and I were talking about this today, and it's probably a good debate for right now. Does he need to play a little bit more, or is that the perfect amount of time for Clem Shady at the moment? I think there's I more no. time he can put him out there for, but I don't think that yeah, anyone's out there like needs to be replaced right now either. We, we would, yeah, like I don't, I don't think I would want to play him like 
big three minutes or anything like that. But if you bump them up with some extra shifts here and there, of course, why not? Yeah. That's kind of, it's kind of what I was saying too. I think Tyler's point was, do you bring a little bit down off Yamamoto, which I said, probably not. Cause he's actually doing pretty well besides not scoring points. Yeah. But I, mean, I think the team doesn't have a lot of goals right now. That's why players don't have points. Cause the team hasn't put up a lot of points. Yeah. And I, I, it's tough to like, I know we're tied at one, one, but the others were the best team in game one, essentially like, do you, how much of a rhythm do you want to mess with like the minutes guys are playing? I know we spoke about Kane and Nuge switching around, but minutes aren't really moving too much there. And it's just, I don't know. I don't think there's room to to really move Clem Costin up the lineup to give him more points. You can maybe bring him up like a couple extra shifts to get him to maybe like nine minute mark. But man, if he's that effective at seven and a half, like do you want to push him a little bit more to like find out what happens? They're good minutes. There are the Yanmark minutes, though, that are going to need to be eaten up, right? True. So take out minus out the PK minutes because I don't think he's really out there PK. There are whatever yeah. those extra minutes are. I wouldn't be too worried about giving him a larger portion of those. But like you were saying, there's just no real reason to alter the lineup that much right now because nobody's really dogging it. Like, there's just nobody yeah. that needs a demotion or, or whatever, you know? It, uh, Let me guys ask you a different question now. With Yanmark out, uh, according to Jason Greger, likely for the series, do you stick with the 11 7 and give Connor and Leon an extra couple of shifts? Because, like last night, Derek Ryan and Clean Costin both scored when Leon Drysaddle was their center. So, to me, I just look at the way the last game goes and go, damn it, I love the option of having those two studs go out for an extra shift, maybe with a better matchup. Especially when the other team has the uh, last change. Uh, yeah, I I think I think one thing too, like obviously Dano has been very good this series against McDavid and Kopitar is Kopitar, but even though LA will have that last change, there's still going to be opportunities where it's like, okay, well, dry saddles with Derek Ryan and Ryan McLeod, we can't just send Kopitar over the boards again. Like, there's going to mm-hmm. be times where LA is just going to have to play the fourth line against him, and the others should take full advantage of it. I think it was. Carl Grunstrom, Leon Dreisaitl and Barris last night too. I wouldn't mind seeing that again in this series, to be honest. That's Dan. What do you think? You go stick with the eleven-seven. Uh, I'm I I'm on the fence just because I think some of our young defensemen. I think Vinny DeHarnay could use a, a press box visit. Um, so I I might look at putting in Devin Shore, but the like Rick alluded to it the the ability to use that. Um, Having not having the the last change, uh, being able to put Leon and Connor out with some unsuspecting line mates is nice too. So I don't know. I, I'm I'm kind of I'm on the fence between between the eleven and seven and the twelve and six. Well, just uh, on the Dehane thing, I don't think he needs to necessarily go to the to the stands. I just think maybe the others could give Broberg a little, a couple extra yeah. minutes. Like, would that I be such a that. bad thing? I think Broberg is. I I wrote about it a couple of weeks ago. Like. He's not perfect by any means, but he doesn't really do anything wrong. I don't, he was plus two last night. He played four minutes. Like, come on. It's got to get, he played like, if you put Broberg to eight minutes and bring Dehane down just a tad, he's a very good penalty killer. And I think that's why he's able to stick in the team so long. But bring him mm-hmm. down, I think he played like 18 minutes last night, like three minutes on the PK. If you're freaking bring his five on five down to around maybe 13 and bring Broberg up just a little bit more, those extra two minutes, I think that would actually be a, a very good balance and perhaps I would even like limit the mistakes from a Dehane on that second goal where he's just like that split second too long which and if he didn't do that it obviously would have been a good play but end up in the back of the net and you avoid that just that little bit longer I think 
And he doesn't get credit for the fact he brought the puck out of the corner there too under a little bit of uh, under a little bit of pressure instead of just putting the glass and out. He sidestepped yeah. the guy, advanced the puck himself, and then maybe just obviously just took you know like I said a fraction of a second mm. too long. If he just moves it back before, that's a hell of a play by him. I and just think, they, and I think for also we need we need the experience of these guys too, right? Because eventually these guys are going to be taken over. Yeah, I just I like my thing. My thing is just, and the reason I say put him up in popcorn alley is just because he. I don't think that necessarily that is just his fault. I think that the team needs to support him as well. But I just think that taking Deharnay out of the lineup doesn't necessarily hurt your chances any more than than an adjustment of putting in a Drew or mm-hmm. Devin Shore. I keep trying to say Drew. I, Shore. For sure, it does because all of a sudden you lose that massive penalty killer. Yeah, I, yeah. I just, I like Broberg's not again, out there killing penalties like him, right? Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't see Deharnay as as much of he a, doesn't. And then all of a sudden, you lose a bit of that uh, physical feature down low too. I think uh, one other thing too is this is kind of an issue the Oilers knew they were going to run into at the deadline when they didn't go out and get another defenseman. Like if Deharnay wasn't playing good on that right side. There was there was no other option, so this was kind of it, right? Like you either just bring his minutes down a little bit and trust Kulak can maybe play a couple extra more on the right side, who's been phenomenal, by the way. That guy is just someone who goes out and does his job every single night, and then just bring up Broberg a little bit. I think that can be the solution, just to balance things out a little bit. But I agree with what Rick said a little bit too. Is well, he might he's way too valuable on the penalty kill, I think, to to have him out there. And the penalty kill has been really really good considering how much we put it out there, like. The one goal they allowed in with 16 seconds left was a six on four. And then the other one was a bad turnover in the offensive zone. So they've been very, very, very good for how poor they have been for the majority of the season. Oh, uh, perfect. Four for four last night in game two. Ideally, they wouldn't have to use the PK as much as they have. You know, those are the fucking sticks down, boys. Some yummy numbers. Yeah. Delicious numbers brought to you by Boston Pizza and Fanalytics. Pizza flight. That sounds like a great time. I can go for a pizza flight right now. I would enjoy that. Can you pick the pizza? Yes. It's an incredible list of, of options. It's like, I think it's all of their signature pizzas. Hmm. Let me see what it says here. Specifically. The I was scouting it out. Cause I, cause as soon as I heard that this promotion was coming, I was in the words that you need to know, Liam, select any three, Ooh. six inch pizzas. There you go. That is any nice. three, or if you want, just pick all three of the same. Nice. It's not so much a flight as just three small pizzas, but do you, man? It's an 18 inch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what? Now I'm thinking about it. Pizza flights a lot. That's a that's a hefty meal. Challenge accepted, Boston Pizza. <laughs> you can have deep, challenge accepted. Deep fried pickles for dessert. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Fucking right. Hold the deep-fried pickles for dessert. <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh, speaking of dessert, Liam, what was the uh, banana count last night? I had five. I had five bananas yesterday. <laughs> I <laughs> I was talking about this with Jay on on Tuesday. Uh, actually, it was yesterday when we were, when we were at Greta doing the show, and I Jay and I both agreed game one was too comfortable. We felt too calm in going into that third period. Like, oh, we're gonna breeze through it. I'll admit I let off the bananas a little bit. So I said, you know what? This game on on yesterday, Wednesday, I am gonna I'm gonna stick with it. I'm gonna make sure I'm determined the entire 60 minutes that the Oilers should be. And then there you go. We got the other victory. I I won't lie. Right after the they hit the post and, and the intermission and it came to the intermission, I walked straight to the fruit bowl and just grabbed on his eye. I, I so right do you have a schedule? Like do you have like a one per period? Like I know we have a BPP, but I think yours is a little bit different of a BPP. Yeah. Um, no, is there is it one, be- one before the game, one in there. Like how do, how do these work here? Yeah. How, um, is, how are the five distributed? I usually, so yesterday I had one to start the game because I was feeling a little anxious going into it. So I had one to kick mm-hmm. out the nerves. Nobody needs and a cramp. No, and then basically I had one right after the whoever scored the first goal. No, I had one right after that. I was like, oh boy, this feels like I've seen this movie before. And then as soon as Evander Kane slapped that puck over the glass, I marched through it again and grabbed another one. And then they hit the post and I grabbed one. And then I had one as it was coming down to the end of the game too, that to, to close it all out. It I, uh, have you ever like started chain eating them? Like have like four yeah, beside you there. It's like it's like match. triple overtime or something like that. He's got four beside him. He just peeling them and fucking throwing yeah. them back like chain smoking. Uh, I've had one, not, not quite like that. I'm all lunatic, right? Double fist. Um, you know? <laughs> I, when they when they went to overtime last year against Calgary, I I had three basically pretty pretty close to each other. And got one in the intermission, one right reasonably close as the period started and then one just after it began and then no and then mcdavid did the rest i don't know if it was in the second intermission or when you tweeted it rick but you rick just tweeted last night during the game i need a banana <laughs> so laugh out loud yeah it probably was after that <laughs> second goal yeah <laughs> they're they're effective they're effective i'd recommend it to anyone the funny part i think i might have to put a bundle in the in the i work there or keep it maybe yeah. keep a bundle in my in my hoodie or something i can I, I got room for like three in here a bit so so yeah when we did the show at greta yesterday jay asked me my count from the game before and i think i had i had three or four oh no i had three and then i did my fourth on after dark and jay said do you just carry a banana around with you everywhere and 
funnily enough, I had some in my backpack that day. So I just <laughs> grabbed one right out of my backpack and chucked it down on the show. And then people were just telling me like all the side effects of eating too many bananas. Like, yeah, I'm a seasoned vet at this, folks. I passed anything. Whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean side effects? Apparently there's something called hyper something. I don't know. It wasn't thermia, You're not so I've worried never heard about of it, it before. No, if I haven't heard of it, how could it hurt me? <laughs> that is true. That's what most doctors would say. Do you ever sneak <laughs> yeah. them into the arena? No, I have not snuck one into the <laughs> arena before. That would be a challenge, though. I don't think it would. No, challenge. No, Dude, you're talking, to, you're, talking to guys you're talking to guys who got a shovel into an arena before. Get a banana in. We could do that in our There's, sleep. Yeah, All you need is confidence. <laughs> yeah. You walk in like there you confident, you can do anything you want. Mm-hmm. Well... If it, if I get to a game of series, I'll try and sneak in a banana and get a nice picture in there for everyone. Just imagine the likes and retweets on that. <laughs> the sweet that dopamine release. How about the uh, how about the Germans yesterday? Did you guys see their tweet that absolutely popped off? No. So no. They, they, oh yeah. So when the players were leaving, you could see Devin score at the end of the tunnel, just like fist bumping everybody, and they did their chant and put out a video and they tagged me in it. It has gone supernova. It's got like over 500 likes. Like everyone's retweeting this thing. I go to my phone and I think, oh, I got a bunch of notifications. I wonder what tweet went off. And it's just the Germans over and over and over again. It's like, man, Devin Shore has really got a following. <laughs> if uh, I'm going to find that tweet from Oilers Nation underscore DE, and I'll put that in the article on OilersNation.com so you can see it if you don't have the tweet machine. Hmm. Um, Thank you. I needed that. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome, Dan. Uh, a quick mention to our friends at AMA Travel. I just want to say thanks. Tomorrow I'm jumping on a plane. We're going down to LA for games three and four. And AMA Travel made it all possible. They sorted us out. They made sure that we got, we're going to get there in time. We're going to get our hotels going to be sorted. So I just want to say thank you from AMA Travel. Watch out for some travel diaries from me. When you're in Los Angeles. What are you laughing at? Diaries is not the word I was expecting from travel diet. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> what were you guys thinking? Oh, travel diet? What were you thinking? I don't get it. Travel diarrhea. Ah. Ah. Watch out for the travel diarrhea. <laughs> LA water. Yeah, diarrhea. <laughs> it is because I have punished my body in a way that even don't drink it's from the canal. Him. Don't hey, drink Dan, from I hate the to canal, do this to you, but there's a fight in the Rangers game right now. Oh, buddy, it's I'm cloud. My internet is poo right now. <laughs> cloud and well, this is a good one though. And we didn't think that series was gonna get spicy. Who's for? Four is not <laughs> close. Yeah, I thought it was him. Why don't we see this type of uh, this type of attitude out of the other out of uh, the other brother there, McLeod? He's already li- missing a teeth, Rick. He's what, already missing. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah, I, don't I, think he's down, I think he's down more than one, too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to fight a guy that's got no teeth. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Uh, I got ask the idiots questions for you boys. I got three. Nice bunches. First question. Liam is up on my screen first. 
My Oilers fandom PTSD is kicking in. Should I be concerned that so many experts picked the Oilers to go in a long playoff run with some of them even picking them to win the cup? I no. I thought about this too, but I just don't know why it matters. Like I get it. This like the worry of like, oh no, if we don't want to disappoint. It's like whenever you watch Monday night football and they all pick the wrong team, it's quite funny, but I mean, the Oilers, the Oilers are good. They have the, two of the best players in the league. There's no reason to think this team can't go and win the Stanley Cup. So, no, I don't think you should be worried. But Dan, I get it. Dan, should uh, our, our question asker be worried about such a thing? Uh, I, I was also worried about this very same thing. But then I told myself, was I worried about it when we were never picked by anybody and we didn't win? No. So, I don't think I care that much about it now. And it's just... It is what it is. It's going to suck if it doesn't work out and all those people get called idiots because they thought we were the champions. But uh, that's the only thing you can really say about that. Rick? No, we're one of the best teams in the league. We've earned the uh, the right to be in the conversation. Fucking right. Earn, not given. Don't worry about it. Let's go. Uh, second question. Rick, you're up first. What's the best sports city you've ever been to and what sport did you watch? Hmm. Well... I, I this probably isn't more of a homer thing as it a lot of uh, been to places, but I think the best sporting event that I've attended um, would be an Oiler playoff game. I mean, there's obviously part of it just being my uh, my level of interest in the game, but the the, the, the atmosphere itself too, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. I mean, I've been to a bunch of Oiler games, a couple of baseball games, football games, but uh, nothing at the level that what we see when you go to a playoff game here. Dan, best sporting city that you've been to and what did you watch? Uh, well, I've seen quite a few Oilers games in other cities. Uh, the coolest, I think non Oilers event that I've seen was, uh, I was in Chicago in 2017. I think when they were on their cup finals run, uh, that they won the cup 2017, 2015, 15 sounds better. Um, but anyways, uh, they lost two games that year at home in the playoff run. And I got to see one of the losses, but seeing a home game and in Chicago in the madhouse at Madison was, was wild. Um, I just have one quick memory that always comes up. There was an old guy that, that there was a long play. It was probably like three or four minutes of a play and he just had to go to the bathroom. He stood up and I, I swear I thought that people were going to murder him. There was people that were like screaming vulgarities at him as he was going down the stairs. And then as he came back up, at the in the intermission as well they were just it was it's it's wild in there chicago is a crazy place to watch a sporting event liam best sports city you've been to and what were you watching um honestly i was i i mean game seven is the best sporting event i've ever been to so i think it's easy to say i think edmonton in the playoffs recovered never i never will i haven't been to a game since um (laughs) i just it's hard to compare because i've never been in a city before where a team is having success. <laughs> like, I've Have you not seen any big soccer games? Not really. My team, my team, shit. <laughs> we don't win anything. They won it. They won a trophy last month, and it's the first time I have seen one of my sports teams win a trophy. And I am almost twenty-seven years old. It's kind of, it's kind of wild. But yeah, I mean, that was nuts. And the games I've been to, like Bolton, was always good, but the the fan base isn't kind of as nutty as it would have been for game seven. But again, I've not been to a game where there's been so much on the line, I guess is a good way to put it. So I, I would have to say Edmonton, this place is absolutely insane when the, when the boys are buzzing. I was at game seven last year against LA too. And 
hard to argue that, to be honest, that mm-hmm. Rogers place was absolutely ridiculous. Um, and honestly, most of my sporting events that I've ever been to have been a Withers games. Now that I'm thinking about this question, uh, the heritage classic in Winnipeg was great. Despite the 18 hour bus ride to get there. That was terrible. Oh, but oh, the event oh, itself was fantastic. Uh, I liked drinking the stadium out of beer during the sun delay. That was fun. Um, oh, getting away from hockey. Um, I went to Monday night football. This was, I guess, 10 years ago now or something like that. But just the spectacle of Monday night football, I thought was really cool. I'd never been to an NFL game. So that was my first one. And just seeing all the tailgating and all that shit that was in Arizona. Um, that was really cool. They were playing the Raiders and there was a bunch of fights in the stands. But that was fun. <laughs> you know, one thing I'd like to go, I'd like to go see the running of the bulls and cheer for the bull. I think that'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'd like to hear from you though. That's an interesting question, especially if you've done a bunch of sports trips. Like it would be interesting to ask this question to Jay because he and his boys go oh. on sports trips all the time. Actually, uh, I had one, but it's not even, it doesn't relate to the question. I went to a, he kind of does. I went to a college football game when I was down in Nashville at Vanderbilt, but it was Vanderbilt versus Georgia and the whole stadium was just Georgia Bulldogs fans at, at Vanderbilt. And it was just a small section that wasn't even like a full section. It was half of the section that was for Vanderbilt, student, the student section. And it was barely full. So my answer is watching Georgia play in Nashville. So Nashville, but as for the Georgia fans. Uh, did somebody just get shot on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I, uh, I, think, I, I, I clicked the video of, of whatever's happening in Toronto right now, but it turned off real fast. Is that loud? Is it loud? <laughs> I was just like, what's going on? <laughs> Do I need to hit the deck? <laughs> Are you watching this Toronto game right now? No. The Jays game? Uh, oh, no, the, the, the Leafs game. I did. I had it on. Yeah, it's over now. Oh, is this uh, old? I just saw that tweet by Gregor about some dude in like a hoodie trying to fight in the uh, plenty of yeah, tried to fight Tanner oh, yeah, Janot. Tanner Janot. Yeah. Uh, nice here's idea. another thing. Don't fucking try to fight players in the penalty box. Don't do that. Yes, please do. Please yes, do. I want to see people get in there and eat <laughs> it and take, take your lumps and walk home afterwards. Don't go try and get all litigious on them. But if you fall in there and you eat some, <laughs> like, this is Harambe all over again. <laughs> never forget gone but uh, never forgotten yes damn it <laughs> fucking Cincinnati Zoo <laughs> last question for Ask the Idiot what's happening on this podcast <laughs> Tyler's not here to get us back on the rails alright Ask the Idiot's last question boys and this is probably the most important thing that you've been asked today Dan. Yes. What flavor of cat food should Tyler eat? And why is he ducking his bet? What? 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 So, For those that don't know, Tyler, like before the season started, made a bet that the Boston Bruins would miss the playoffs. What? <laughs> when? He said if they won the division, he would eat cat food. Oh my God. 
And as we know, the Boston Bruins just had one of the best, they had the best season of all time. And Tyler has yet to consume cat food, even though I have offered to make him a nice charcuterie board style display. He's got to go fancy feast. Yeah, absolutely. Rick says no. You don't. No, you got to have wait, that slurry, Rick. What's that? You need that slurry with it to rinse it down after. <laughs> well, no. Here's the thing. I don't. I don't know. I think I. Saw, it must have been like a commercial or something like that. There's this 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 girl, and she's in the, her boyfriend's apartment. Opens the opens the fridge and pulls out this bag. She's like, "You have dog food in the fridge?" He's like, "No. There's food that I feed my dog in the fridge." And then you know he ends up whatever they take, break it down. It's all relatively healthy and. I think relatively normal. So if he's smart, he, uh, he he puts the extra dollars out there and gets the healthiest, normalest cat food out there possible. This way, you're not getting something out of a can that, yeah, just oh, I don't know, if, dude. I couldn't get like two spoons into that. Why is he ducking the bet though? Why did he make that know, that's bet? The question. What possessed him to make? He that wrote a bet? check. Now he's got to cash it. Hmm. And we yeah, all got that's all. That's all there is to it, man. He's just got to he's got to step up and eat it. Liam, I have a, on here. I don't know what's going on. I, I got a feeling, no, that he'll he'll like it. I think Tyler will come out the other side. I think of this that's why like, he's scared is because he's actually going to get like a, a like when he comes into sunny. the office with his weird little tuppy of lunch that he's always got, and he's going to just going to be like hoard eating it like he's in prison in the corner of the studio and be like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Oh, I just I got my fancy feast. I got the chicken feast." <laughs> I just got that feeling he's going to do it. We're going to take some pictures of him. And at the end, he'll be like, wasn't that bad. Listen, always sunny, man. What's going to happen? I've eaten dog food plenty of times. And last year, I probably ate three, four different kinds of dog food, like treats specifically to raise money for the Edmonton Food Bank during the beat cast. And they're really like a lot of them really aren't that bad. Like, am I going to go buy some dog jerky and just mounge? No. But if I have walk a way bet, too close to you, if I have a bet, I will pay my bet. Yeah, you got to always pay your debt. I will say, I've been going to pet value a lot recently. And they, Why? as you, <laughs> no reason. No reason. <laughs> so when you get up to the front, you know, you go to Winners or somewhere and they have the impulse aisle. <laughs> Whatever. Well, at pet value, it's they have their own impulse aisle, but it's all dog treats. I'm assuming yeah. they're dog treats. But boy, oh boy, do they look good. And I've just wondered, I wonder wonder if people just buy those and mistaken them and just <laughs> <laughs> kind of wolf them down. But my answer is uh, liver. Liver cat food is mm. what Tyler's <laughs> a nice uh I'm gonna say a nice something, uh maybe some salmon, you know, a little classier. Ooh. That'd be nice. But what I really want to do for Tyler is I want to, again, I want to do like a sampling. Like we talk about the, the fanalytic, the pizza flight. flight. Now we would get a cat food flight for (laughs) Tyler. And because he has been ducking this bet. Now we are well into the first round of the playoffs here. I think it should get worse as we go along. This bet needs to collect interest. It does. He will never agree. He is. He grows more and more frustrated. The more it gets mentioned. So It'll well, be interesting well, he's on this call. So the good so, thing about Tyler is he's never figured out in his time at Oilers Nation that when things <laughs> really bother him, that people just keep cranking it up. <laughs> 
And had he just had a little bit of cat food already, it would have been gone. But now this is going to live forever. So if you're listening to this podcast right now, hit up Tyler on his socials and go, Why? Are, where's the cat food, man? I want to yeah. see people just start dropping off tins of cat food at the office. Please do. Come on down to Dog Patch. Drop off some cat food. Tell them to bring it upstairs. It's for Tyler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, every I have a cat in it. No, just a preference. <laughs> <laughs> every single day yeah, on Oilization Every Day, people comment in the chat cat food gate all, all the time. All the time. And then people in the they have their Discord thing, right? They always tag me and be like, why is Tyler not eating his cat food? Yeah, I was like, hey, I am I am just another man in this, but folks. I'm just- no, no no attachment. So disappointed. I'm not so, mad. I'm just disappointed. Mm-hmm. You know what? I th- I honestly think the easiest way to do this is just you have to pin him down and force it down his throat. I agree. Yep. Not quite, but almost. <laughs> like it's Listen, live, li- we can take a live show. Live show. Have it presented to him. Have a napkin. Have a spoon. Like it's got to be full force early in the show, and it's got to be that. Like he just has like it. Eventually, you'll do it. He would hate nothing more. He's got to do it. <laughs> Tyler, pay your debt, man. True. Pay your debt. Actually, Waz, you know what? If you're listening to this, clip this part and make this a clip just so that it goes out on social to get more awareness of Tyler ducking his bet. <laughs> That's just my thought. I could be wrong. It's happened before. Uh, the one thing I want to get to, guys, just before we get to hot and cold performers and wrap up the podcast, because we're running way long. Uh, is Morgan Barron. I see the Winnipeg Jets versus Golden Knights game two is starting today. That is one of the gnarliest injuries I've seen in quite some time. And he came back in the same game, just rocking the bubble. That is wild. That is hashtag hockey guy. We could have, seen, we could have seen a live guillotine if he had gone <laughs> like three inches higher. Yeah. Like, honestly, oh, it was... It was jarring how hard the head jerk was. Now, Chandler Stevenson wasn't doing it on purpose, but he was just kind of taking the guy down. And then Brassois' skate was just happened to be kind of sticking up there. And and he got right on top. It was just face first into a knife, essentially. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My favorite thing for the hockey fights commenters that were like, Oh, an NBA player would never. And I was like, yeah, they wouldn't because they don't run around with 22 <laughs> blades of metal around their faces. Like, I don't know. It's what a, what a hilarious <laughs> comparison. But yes, hockey guys. Yeah, that, that makes me laugh too. It's like, yeah, why would that ever happen in the NBA? They don't run around <laughs> with blades on their damn feet, people. No, but they uh, can't take a fucking injury anyways. <laughs> true, no, true. I know what they're saying, but. The, I uh, literally watched Paul Pierce get taken off on a wheelchair with a towel over his head crying. <laughs> And then came back like dancing five minutes later. <laughs> the legend poop gate. Uh, for our friends at Betway one more time, uh, I've got some breaking news that's coming into our phone right now. If you are at Nation HQ, you will be getting donuts tomorrow. Oh yeah, I saw this. Because Gavin the intern mm-hmm. bet on John Tavares to score the last goal in the Leafs game, which he did. And the payout was plus 900. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Gavin, if you don't know what we're talking about, if you've got a big win on your bets, we now are starting a culture where you bring in some donuts for the office. Rick, let's I, just, I, I would like to point out here that if 
when you're betting something like when you're betting, usually you have units, they kind of stick to your units and blah, blah, blah. And then when you start to make bets like this, like last goal of the game, you're looking at fractions of a unit, right? If that's a fraction of a unit, my Lord, that was 40 bucks. Good for him. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. He, he doesn't, he doesn't screw an animal. He does not I, screw yeah, an animal. He had a I feeling. Am, I dig it, man. I am all about that. Did they score an empty net or something? And was he on a like a no like a no hat they, trick they busted them? It was like seven to two. Oh boy. Yeah. Huh. Uh I didn't deserve this one, Gavin says. I misclicked because I wanted to bet JT go- JT two goals or more. So I was not loving it when he potted his second. I got super lucky because he missed bet. Wow. He missed bet Oof, a plus nine hundred. Well, wow, but that's karma though too, because mm-hmm. he was gonna be he was gonna win his original bet. Mm-hmm. So good job. I think I did that in Vegas once too, where I made a mistake and I ended up winning on it. Happens the best of us. Tyler made it. So there you go. And he's gonna be eating cat food. So don't all <laughs> yep. the mistakes are, mistakes aren't always a good thing. <laughs> Got it in there again. <laughs> So if you're coming into Nation HQ, expect some fresh donuts from Gavin the intern. You know, if Tyler's smart, he tries to find some healthy looking cat food down in LA. I think if there's any place that's gonna have like <laughs> relatively normal food they feed to their cats, it's gonna be LA. That's where he's gotta take advantage of this. He's not I, he's not gonna know. No one's gonna tell him until he gets back. <laughs> I commit to you guys right now that if I see some kind of like fucking cat spa or something like that whatever they are down in LA, I'm going to sneaky go in there and buy like a brownie or something. And I'm going to, or whatever their cat treats are. I don't know if cats can eat brownies. Probably. <laughs> well, I get what you're coming from. Like a, a sweet, whatever their sort. fancy looking sweet treat is. I'm going to feed that to Tyler. Mm, look. I commit to you guys on this podcast that I will do that. If I find it. However, I would like to state uh, just to stipulate here that that is not paying his debt. That might be paying no. part of the interest. Yes, that might be paying part of the interest, right? The juice is still running here. That's yeah. what I'm... That's In my opinion, the juice is running. Mm-hmm. All right, gentlemen, let's wrap up the podcast with some hot and cold performers. Of course, we start off with our veggies. Cold performers of the week. I'm going first because I'm selfish. <clears throat> On Monday, the Edmonton Oilers lost in overtime. Annoying. Sad. Enraging, in fact. I was sitting there in my seat with sales guy, Jared. We were both drunk and sad, just kind of wallowing in our feelings. And then we look out, there's a bunch of dumb assholes throwing shit on the ice. And I can't think of anything that makes you look like more of a baby and a bad loser than throwing things on the ice. Cause you're upset about a call. You're upset about a loss. I don't understand it at all because winning the Stanley cup is never meant to be easy. It's never going to be easy. Act like you've been there before. And for that, all of you that threw shit on the ice. By the way, who's throwing $15 beers on the ice? What do you do for a job? Give them to me. That thing would have I will been warm. Them. It would have been warm. How when, How long were you sitting on that exactly. thing? There's a lot to be upset about here. So all of you guys throwing shit on the ice, you get my coal performer of the week. <laughs> I'm in control of the buttons today. Liam. Your cold performer of the week. My cold performer of the week. So on Sunday, I decided I was going to try and be a bit more active. Hmm. So 
my girlfriend and I were like, well, let's go on a bike ride. And it was our first one of the year. If you remember rightly, it was quite nice on Sunday. I think it was around 15 degrees. So I live kind of on the edge of Sherwood Park and we decided there's a path you can bike to Fort Saskatchewan. So I'm on my bike and I'm biking to Fort Saskatchewan. I get there and part of the cold performer is that there was nothing on the other side. It was just a field. And I was like, okay, well, that was rather disappointing. So, so I were like, okay, we start for 10 minutes or so and just sit on this bench and then we're like, okay, let's go back. So we're at about 20 kilometers at this point on our way back. And all of a sudden I'm going up this hill and the, the bike, the grips on my bike aren't very big. So I changed the gear accidentally as I'm trying to go up this hill. Next thing you know, just crash bang wallet. My chain is off. My chain is gone. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So I flip the bike upside down and I'm looking at this chain and it is just all wrapped up. There's 0% chance I can, I can take it off, but obviously I got to make it look like I can do it. So I'm there for like 20 minutes. Multiple people just bike past me. Nobody offers a hand. So chain didn't go back on. I had to call my dad and be like, hey, can you come pick me up from Fort Saskatchewan? My bike chain has fallen off. But the worst part was I then had to walk back to Fort Saskatchewan with this bike next to me and I couldn't even use. So there you go. My core performer of the week is don't exercise anymore. Emotional <laughs> damage. Nation Dad, you're a cold performer of the week. Wow. I don't know how I follow that up. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to give it to all the people that are booing Drew Doughty. Uh, I just, I find it to be silly to be booing a guy, especially when a lot of our chants and our cheers like Nuge and Stu sound awfully familiar to the booing that we're also doing for <laughs> Drew Doughty. I would like to hear us just be more positive as a fan base. So booing Drew Doughty every time he touches the puck, it's my cold performer of the week. <laughs> Got <laughs> a big smile on his face when I started talking. <laughs> uh, uh, fuck, my soundboard rules. Uh, Rick, your cold performer of the week. Uh, it's just plain and simple. The fact it's only one one when it should be two nothing. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, I thought there was going to be another one. It could have been. I could extend it if you like. You know? <laughs> Let's go, baby! <laughs> uh, let's finish off the podcast with some positive news. Looking back at the last seven days of our lives. Uh, Rick, I'm going to start with you. Your hot form of the week. Well, I'll leave, so I'll, I'll leave uh, the one big one to somebody else, but I'm going to give it to the young defenseman there, uh, uh, Mr. Bouchard. I think he's been really solid so far, and this might be a little bit um, selfish on my part because he uh, he definitely helped me out last night with uh, a couple of shots <laughs> on goal and an assist and an other win. It's, it was a very, uh, very profitable evening, so I'm going to give it out to Mr. Bouchard for uh, lining my pockets. So, whoops. So you've come to the master for guidance. <laughs> I'll be going back to tomorrow, that's for sure. <laughs> Liam, your hot performer of the week. Uh, my hot performer of the week goes to the young lady at Pet Value who helped me with my algae problem in my fish tank after the, the lady at PetSmart basically told me to go shove it where the sun doesn't shine. So shout out to Pet Value. <laughs> 
which story did you have to write down, by the way? At uh, the, the very the, beginning here, he said he needed a piece of paper and a pen because he had to write down his hot or cold performer. And I'm just curious which one you had to write down. I wrote down, yeah, I wrote down the uh, bike chain story. I wanted to make sure I got <laughs> that one out there. Because I've been holding <laughs> on to that one since Sunday, so I had to make sure I got it out there to the world. <laughs> uh, Nation Dan, your hot performer of the week. Uh, my hot performer of the week is going to go to all the folks that stood out in the Moss Pit the last mm. two games. Uh, it has been rainy and cold for game one and then it was cold for game two so huge ups to them because that's a phenomenal shot to be able to cut to and then we were given the gold of Connor mcdavid watching the reaction in the moss pit uh so everybody that has been braving the temperatures of these early games of the playoffs in both the tailgate section or stelter square as we're like to call it mm-hmm. uh as well as the moss pit you get my hot performer of the week Keep it going for me. No, no, keep it going. Let's let's keep that going. That was long, long and loud. The crowd loved me. No, I didn't know what the crowd spoke in Leon. They, they chose my answer. True. <laughs> uh, what did I have? I don't remember what I wrote down here. The applause break broke. Bag milk. <laughs> oh yeah. <clears throat> the guy. You know who my hot performer of the week is? And uh, shout out to Taco Bella for promoting his hydrate. Guy. The guy who keeps drinking beers out of his shoe. I mean, we've all seen a shoey before. Oh, yeah. This is not new. But the commitment to the game of one, he did one in the rain. So what did he do with his wet-ass shoe? Just put his foot back in it, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two, after the second goal last night, he did another one. And uh, I think that's the kind of heroism that uh, we need to encourage and support around here. So you, sir are disgusting, but you are my <laughs> hot performer of the week. Can I, can I, can I give an honorable mention to, to another fan of the Oilers that I just remembered about? The, uh, yes, you may. the mullet guy. Do you guys know the Oilers mullet fan? I believe his yeah. name is Mick Mullet for the record. Mick, Mick yeah, Mullet. In front of me last Do you know he drives from Strathmore every time he goes to an Oilers game? Where's Strathmore? By Calgary. Like it's like half an hour outside of Calgary. Jesus. It is nuts. Just the commitment to it. So shout out to, to McMullet. I believe he had blue hair the other day. Uh, he had a, yeah, I think he did last night because I saw him last night. Uh, I need a button. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, little John. Okay. <laughs> yeah, little John. Everybody loves it. Everybody loves it, Dan. You know? Mm-hmm. Welcome to the good life. There you go. <laughs> All right. There you go. There you have it. The Thursday edition of Oilers Nation Radio. I want to say thank you to uh, Greta. Book. GretaBar.com forward slash book. Tables are sold out for Friday, though they do have some available for Sunday, but this is going to sell out. Standing room will be available. Also, shout out to Boston Pizza and the Fanalytics menu. We've got some hungry chaps on this podcast now. Uh, AMA Travel for getting us down to LA. Betway for making a couple of people some money and getting Nation HQ donuts, courtesy of Gavin the intern. And lastly, Oodle Noodle, pop in there and grab yourself a sticker at any of the Edmonton locations. But if you are in Calgary, again, you've made poor choices and that is your fault. Gentlemen, final thoughts? Go Oilers. Let's do a score prediction for game three tomorrow. What do you got? 4-2 win coming. I already manifested one last night. Let's go. Uh, I'm going to go 5-2 power play internet. 
Four nothing. Edmonton Oilers win. Fucking right. So that's where we're going to end it off. Oilers Nation Radio. Have a great weekend, everybody. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.